And great to have you with us here on this nighttime at noon on the 18th of October. Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty from Studio 31 here at City National Arena. I didn't move here, Shane, for the clouds and the rain. <laughs> it, it rains twice a year, three times a year, and I'm already complaining about it. But I don't, this I'm is even cold I'm in here today. It's about 18 degrees here <laughs> in the studio. You can hang meat. But uh, Shane cranked the heat up to 80. But no, it, no, no. It might it might kick in by the end of the show. But So I have my complaints out of the way. Uh, great to have all of you with us, by the way. This is not just uh, our great friends at Fox Sports Las Vegas yeah. on the radio side, but on all of our social media channels. So out there on the, the Twitters, the Twitch, the YouTube, and the Facebook. We're out there. So, We're uh, out there. If I, uh, if I wanted You're noted, out there, all right. I want it noted. Neither of us have any makeup on, but that's, that's probably for the best. Uh, we're out there. That's right. So, uh, so a couple of games in the books for the VGK. A win over the Seattle Kraken. A great night at T-Mobile, right, yeah. James? We'll kind of go look back before we look forward. Uh, great night against Seattle. Maybe we'll start there. Incredible pregame show, as usual, by the production team. How cool team. is that? Yeah, like all the yeah, – It's incredible. Yeah, it's – they continue to kind of – Outdo themselves. You got to raise, raise it up, and it's a, and the bar is already high enough. Yes. It, it's not yes. an easy task. Yeah, it was awesome. Awesome pregame, uh, and then the Golden Knights they build the lead up three zip. I know Pete DeBoer kind of talked about he felt they had chances to extend the lead, couldn't do it. The next thing you know, they're in a three three game, and then Chandler Stevenson wins it inside of what thirty seconds after Seattle had tied it. Yeah, beautiful shot by Geek of Seattle right before that. But uh, you know, you like that response. I think that's something. And when I go back to the success of the Golden Knights, was their ability to react off a goal against, uh, whether it's a big shift or even better scoring right away after. And you know that line. We got to enjoy them for that game. Uh, Stevenson, Patch, Reddy, and Stone certainly saw their strength and I you know I've talked about this a few days after that first game going back to Seattle you know the way they score the goals off the rush Stevenson speed that first one by Pacioretty he just drives the lane and that opens up space for those two guys which are so good at stone finding Pacioretty Pacioretty finding the back of the net and then you know that goal just again Stevenson speed driving to the net yes uh and anybody who's arguing to me it was a good goal they, yeah. There was no kicking motion. It was directed in, yes. Uh, but by the time he directed it with a skate, there was no, to me, you know, deliberate kicking motion. That's a good goal uh, in the NHL, but a good reactionary goal after Seattle tied it up, and that's all they would need. Um, you know, good win in that uh, home opener for them, uh, you know, and got two points. And, uh, you know, they were able to let Seattle try and find that win somewhere else, which they did in Nashville. We are going to have updates, by the way, on the Golden Knights who have um, unfortunately had more than their fair <laughs> share of injuries going back to the preseason. And then, you know, let's let's chat here about the game in L.A. on Thursday for the Kings, their season opener, uh, playing at Staples Center, a team that's trying to, you know, improve again this year, three seasons in a row, no playoffs. And for the Golden Knights, Shane, just um, we talked about it on TV, not a good night. I think mostly it starts with work ethic, and if you don't have – everything seems yeah. to kind of flow from that. If you don't have that, which they really didn't seem to have it, uh, they get it handed to them pretty good in a 6-2 loss. And I think the description by the head coach, Pete DeBoer, who just spoke after practice, called it soft. And, and that's a great example. They were soft defensively. They just – and that relates to compete. They got outworked. The better team won the game, and they could have been a lot worse uh, than six. You know, Robin Leonard, I you know, take him out of the game because I think just he needed to find a way to try and you know turn the tide whichever way you can when you're playing got a team that just can't find it that night you you look for different ways to find that spark or, or something to turn the momentum in the game and 
you know, Brossois comes in. But, you know, not much help for the goaltenders in this game. And, and you know, uh, it was a bad game overall. Not only the loss, but then losing a couple key, key components from that game, Dave. Yeah, you know, you watch the game and you see Mark Stone go off the ice, which you know, looked like an innocent enough play. And I was... You know, I think I had said you wondered, like, so you try and examine it, right? Was it his yeah. leg? No, and we, you know, we think it's a, another area. Pete DeBoer said, look, he's been he's been dealing with something that's been manageable. Then it wasn't manageable. You walked him, watched him go off the ice the other night, helped by a couple of trainers, and you know, yeah. barely moving as he went down the runway. So that wasn't particularly good to see. No, it wasn't. And you know, I'm not gonna say all we know now. And, and again, from what Pete DeBoer spoke to today, he will see a doctor and they hope to have, you know, a little more information after that. Uh, but yeah, tough uh, to see Mark Stone being helped like that. And, and you're exactly right. It was, it was such an innocent play. Just kind of came in across the brew line, cut to his right, just shot the puck. And then he curled to the bench and then just, you know, for whatever reason, uh, uh, something wasn't right, and hopefully they can. It, hopefully it's not as bad. Uh, we'll see what the the prognosis is here after his doctor's appointment. So you've got Mark Stone leaves the game, and then <laughs> Max Pacioretty stays in the game. You know, we you mentioned Shane. We had that collision that kind of in front ran of the into net, Peterson. Ran into yeah. Peterson that, um, you know, he looked like he was laboring, and then it turns out he, had, you know. At some point in the second period, took a puck off the foot. It is what it is, right? Six weeks or roughly, week to week, but you know, four you to six, four to six, and hopefully it's guys. Short guys end tend of to it. heal quicker now. I find you know he he can come back, but yeah, it's, it's so for Patrick. It's supposedly just a you know not even a block shot. It was just a you know a, a strange play aware away from you know everything, and uh, they're going to lose him for a while. So you, you take two thirds of that top line with Stevenson uh, you know they've got to find a way and you know a lot of the narrative coming in was this is the deepest forward group of players they've had um, you know they've had some other guys out hopefully can start to see some of them return because they're going to need it um, but still uh, when you lose those quality of players it's it's the way I look at it let's spin it positive it is opportunity for other players and that's all you want as an athlete as a pro athlete is to have you know more opportunity a bigger role a, a bigger chance uh, to prove yourself and that's what some guys are going to have when you take that out of your lineup they need someone to step up uh, and they're going to have that chance to see who that can be yeah as Shane mentioned Pete DeBoer had just met with the media here moments ago uh, the Golden Knights had finished up their practice here at City National Arena they went with 10 forwards today uh, in practice the lines looked like the following, the misfit line stayed together. You had Chandler Stevenson in the middle between Brett Howden, who's yet to play in the regular season, get injured in the preseason, and, and Evgeny Dodonov. Another line of Nolan Patrick with Will Carrier on a wing. Carrier, of course, hasn't played since uh, taking that, that skate yeah. in, the, in the face uh, against Colorado in the preseason. Keegan Colasar was the other winger on that line. And then Nick Waugh was in a non-contact red jersey. Uh, Pete DeBoer did note yeah. uh, after practice that obviously the non-contact jersey is one thing, but he did everything, participated in all the drills, et cetera. So you hope that uh, for Nick Waugh and for the Golden Knights, he's trending in the right direction. Um, you know, I mentioned to you, Shane, when when they in the middle of um, the, the team losing on Thursday. So they didn't play again until Wednesday. So they had more than enough time to, I think, to try to get some guys healthy. I guess little do they know they – you know, they're going to lose Max Pacioretty for yeah. a significant time. We'll see about Mark Stone. Part of me wondered on the air, would it be best if they want to get right back on the horse and play over the weekend, right? 
The other side of that coin is they've had more than their fair share of injuries already, and hopefully they can start to get some. They might add three and lose one or two, but at least they might be able to get some players back. Yeah, my answer changed uh, after we heard uh, the news from after that game because normally you lose a game like that, you're not happy with your performance, you want to get back, you want to play someone and take it out on them right away. But uh, with the situation of the Golden Knights and with the injuries uh, and and guys potentially coming back, that more time – you want to take even more time, so uh, it, it's kind of work for them. We'll see uh, what that lineup looks like Wednesday. I imagine they'll have to bring, you know, some guys up for, uh, from Henderson as well, uh, the Silver Knights, to, to help complete it. Um, the good thing is the D is full, healthy, ready to go. Yeah, they're all good. Uh, Pete DeBoer said this morning his team's going to be much stiffer defensively. Oh, yeah. Felt they were too easy to play against the other night. It, it's interesting how he put it. He was asked about – uh, about Mark Stone and is he optimistic about Stone playing potentially on Wednesday? And he said, "I'm not optimistic or pessimistic." He said, "I'm nowhere." <laughs> it's like the nowhere man, big hit for the Beatles back in 1965. Who? The Beatles, yeah. yeah. Um, but an interesting way to put it that um, I guess you can't put until they know more and until Stone meets with uh, the doctors he's going to meet with. Uh, you can't really, nope. you know, you, you you can pencil in, I guess, who you think you might have. But I want to get back a little bit, Shane, to the the work ethic part of it. You know, we saw sometimes in the exhibition season where you know, the Golden Knights were okay. You know, they played two good games against Colorado or two pretty intense games against a rival. Then the other teams they played, the other five exhibition games were against teams that had missed the playoffs last year. Yeah. Arizona, a couple against San Jose, and a couple against the Kings. Um, I tried to chalk it up to human nature being what it is. It could be difficult mentally to get up for these games. Um, the work ethic part, and Pete DeBoer mentioned this after the game in L.A. the other night, that was – it was an issue in that game, and you have to hope that that part of it – I know it's only two games, and people don't want to – I don't want to get too carried away, but you've got to have that as kind of the basis for what you're doing as a team, I would think. Well, you do, and you know we, we've discussed this a lot, and how do, you, how do you word this? Well, talked about the teams that go deep in the playoffs. So let's just go to the Final Four last year. Montreal, 0-3, right? Tampa Bay. They're two and one, but they they had a major comeback. They were losing to Detroit big time in their very first game of the season. They're able to let their skill uh, take over. The Islanders, zero and two. Yeah, uh, you know Vegas, one and one, and you know Tampa's played one more game than them. So, you know, it, I think there's a little bit of human nature that comes into is a factor in this. That you know, you come in, you're excited, you're expected to go far again. These teams have a lot of expectations, especially after what happened the previous season, and. Uh, for whatever reason, you don't get ramped up as much. And, and I think preseason, you need to find a way to get there. And the teams that did, like L.A. had a terrific preseason, and it didn't change when we saw them. That's what I was expecting. They worked hard. Uh, a lot of those teams, the Buffalo Sabres, are they motivated? Yeah, well, are, you know, <laughs> they're 2-0. and <laughs> Is be. Buffalo going to go, you know, I don't know. Ottawa, those type of teams have come out of it ready to go. And, and for whatever reason, some of those teams that have higher expectations – it's taking a little while to find you know that game and for them to ramp it up. But that said, there's no excuse. They need to get back, and it starts to me that they're the compete at level has to elevate. I think that you know maybe having a couple of important pieces out of there might be a little bit of the kick in the rear that they're they're looking for and saying, hey guys, you know we've got to we've got to get going. We have to get back to that style to to Golden Knights hockey that we need to play. They're going to need everybody on board. They're going to utilize depth. They're going to utilize everybody's going to have a chance. So it, it's about having that opportunity to step up. What's it was the next man mentality? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and we can't keep comparing to year one, but that's certainly that's part of the culture that was built here. 
Um, and you don't want to take that away. That team identity of the Golden Knights, the speed, the work ethic, that's got to be your foundation. And then as you add the skill, you, you add that into your game. We were chatting a little bit in the office before we came over to the studio with Derek Anglin, and he said, you know, maybe in a good way, yeah. to lose 6-2, to two, there's no camouflaging that, right? <laughs> if you lose 3-2 to two and you, know, you lose by a goal, yeah. give up a goal late, lose in a shootout, well, we were close enough. Yeah. Well, they weren't nearly close enough the other night. 6-2 loss, and it could, uh, to your point, it could have been worse, right? <laughs> Arvidsson had a couple of breakaways. Kolpatar had five points. Doughty had four points. Could have been worse, so that's a way. And I would think, you know, if you're Pete DeBoer, you've got more than enough ammunition coming off a game like that to say, guys, in these areas, whatever they are, you know, that he would dissect, we've got to be a lot better. And it is. It's a wake-up call because you look at the 4-3 win over Seattle. Was it their best game? No. No. It was good enough to win, um, but there's a lot of areas and maybe some bad habits that carried over. And, you know, now it's not disguised. It's out in the open for these guys to, to realize, hey, that – we're not anywhere close to where we need to be, so they've got to fix it, and they have uh, they have some time to get, you know, some guys healthy, have some time to work on all those parts of their game, um, you know, get some pace back, get some speed. You know, the coaching staff, Pete DeBoer, it's a really good evaluation period for them to go over. Now they have some, you know, two games of video that they can really pinpoint, show the guys, work on those aspects of their game, and hopefully get better here for Wednesday. Chuck full program here on nighttime at noon. Keegan Colasar is going to join us a little bit later. We're also going to take a look around the NHL, take a look at the Henderson Silver Knights. They're off to a 2-0 start as well and uh when we come back we're going to take a look at the week ahead for the vgk three games at the fortress uh coming up for the golden knights quick uh, reminder for you fans that uh, the spectacular hotel californian in santa barbara california is the newest exciting addition to the foley entertainment group experience extraordinary stays in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites taste the region's finest wine at foley family wine society tasting rooms and also treat yourself to unparalleled massage at Majorelle, the moroccan inspired spa all in the heart of the american riviera designed for domestic and international guests alike hotel californian is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience hotel californian in santa barbara's premier urban destination area visit hotelcalifornian.com to book your stay today. Dave and Shane with you nighttime at noon. We'll take a look ahead for the Golden Knights. What's coming up this week when we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
Great to have you with us. Nighttime at noon, Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty. A reminder for you, be one of the first to join the Vegas Nighthawks family. Secure your season ticket selection priority today by placing a refundable $20 deposit at nighthawksfootball.com. Full season membership will start at just $10 per ticket per game at the brand new Dollar Loan Center located in Henderson, thanks for tuning in as well on all our social media channels. Of course, we will be with you, uh, some of us, whoever. It, it, Shane and I drew the straw today yeah. to be here, but uh, the the uh, vast roster of Golden Knights broadcasters will be here in some form or fashion every Monday. Every Monday. Throughout the regular Nighttime season. Nighttime and noon. So there you go. Uh, again, for the Golden Knights, one up, one down so far. In the regular season, uh, a reminder, Keegan Kolasar will join us. Uh, we expect Keegan at the bottom of the hour, so it'll be good to catch up uh, with the Golden Knights winger as well. Let's take a look, Shane, at what the VGK have ahead this week. So they continue this stretch of uh, it's going to be, when it's all said and done, four of five at home to start the season. Um, Wednesday up against the St. Louis Blues. you get the Edmonton Oilers here on Friday, then the New York Islanders on Sunday. Um you know, and, and no no soft even, touches, no. to say the least, in that trio of teams coming in here, starting with the Blues, who have only played one game. Yeah. They're in Arizona tonight, yeah. but coming off a 5-3 win in Colorado in their season opener. Well, on a team that's not happy, you know, they're not that far from winning uh, the Stanley Cup a couple of years. Tampa, of course, doing it back-to-back, but uh, the Blues feel they still have a lot of those players that can take them to that that area, I think last year they dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, Tory Krug didn't have a great year. He was their big acquisition on losing... Petrangelo, uh, you know, Colton Pareko, they're expecting bigger things from him. Uh, you know, and David, we all know David Perron. He's, he had a good opening game for, for the Blues, helping lead him to the win. Vladimir Tarasenko is healthy. So, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, this Blues team, uh, you know, Doug Armstrong, the general manager, said they are expecting them to compete for the top of a very tough uh, central division. So, uh, yeah, no, there's no easy games any night. And, and no. we're seeing that, you know, everybody <laughs> – Everybody was saying the Pacific Division's, uh, you know, it's going to be a walk either than, you know, Edmonton and Vegas. Well, the Winnipeg Jets just went through Anaheim and San Jose and did not get a win. And it's 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 a tough league to win in each and every night. And for the Golden Knights, uh, you know, these are these are some big. This is a big little home stretch for them to to try and you know take advantage of home ice, take advantage of the fortress and the energy and the atmosphere that it provides. Um, but they've, they've got to get to their game because uh, this is uh, some, some tough tasks coming up, starting with the Blues. Yeah, it'll be curious to see how the Golden Knights come out here. They've got uh, you know a couple of – they had a practice today, practice tomorrow. They'll have the morning skate coming up on Wednesday. It's an area Pete DeBoer's touched on too, Shane. Look, if, if, we, if we play our game, talking about his team – they like their chances most nights. Yep. You know, with the, you know, we talked about the depth, and, and they're they're going to get hit with dipping into it right away. Um, you know, he had mentioned to us at one point we chatted with him before a preseason game, and he felt I think in my notes he had maybe fifteen forwards. They felt they had probably eight or nine defensemen, um, but a they've got to get to their game, and then b you know try to try to maintain it as long as possible, but. Um, the Blues come in here on Wednesday, and then you get the Oilers on Friday, right? So the other night, Connor McDavid, hat trick, ho-hum, nothing to it. Uh, big win over the Calgary Flames. So the Oilers are 2-0 and to start the season. Yeah. Um, you know, but as you you know, the usual suspects, they add Zach Hyman in the offseason. They got more depth up front. More there. depth up front than other than it seemed like it was if McDavid and Drysidle didn't do it the last few years, it didn't really get done. Yeah. Now they add somebody like Hyman. Well, they got Jesse Poliarvi, who's, yep. you know, 
Drysaddle and him have four points through two games. McDavid has five points. Uh, you know, very very dangerous lineup. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid to me is you know, and everybody talks Nate McKinnon. Connor McDavid is is the most dangerous offensive player in the world. He he just is, and he's continues to add elements to his game. And uh, where I was talking about this earlier, and it's all over. Uh, you know. The NHL talk around in the offseason, Connor McDavid worked on one thing. Wasn't his skating. He doesn't need any work there. But his <laughs> his one timer, he slap shot. I heard a stat last year. He took fourteen slap shots. That's it. That's it. Uh, he doesn't score from outside of you know twenty feet. So what happens? He works on it all season. Now it's another element to his game. And what does he score last game? A one timer off the half wall. Said so that's the furthest out he's ever scored a goal. Um, and that's what great players do. They they work on what they're not good at now he there's really no holes to his game so he's added an element dangerous player they added hyman as you mentioned duncan keith on the back end uh they feel mike smith can be the guy for them uh you know an older goaltender but certainly uh he had a great season last year for edmonton i, I think this oilers team is is the best they've had in a while i think it's the deepest uh they've had uh you know i don't know how deep their defensive group is that that'll be the one area um, but this is going to be the competition. This is a division rival, and, and ones when you ask the expert, not us, the other experts, that uh, Vegas and Edmonton should be atop <laughs> the Pacific. So it's uh, it's to me, it's an, you know, it doesn't mean it's one game, but certainly you always want to make a statement early in the year. Long, long season, um, obviously for all of these teams, getting back to thankfully an 82 game regular season um, for the yeah. Golden Knights. Um, we'll also have, uh, I know it's technically next week, but in this group of games coming up on Sunday, uh, the New York Islanders, and you mentioned earlier, Shane, 0-2 for the Islanders out of the gates um, in a very uh, competitive metropolitan division as well. Um, you've got a team there that the last two years has been bumped out in the, in the third round by Tampa Bay, yep. eventually winning the Cup. They gave the Lightning all they could handle last year, forcing them to Game 7 in Tampa that the Islanders won. Uh, one nothing, and, and you know the big ad for them is Anders Lee, right? Who the missed captain, most of the last there? year with a knee injury, and uh, back in the fold and in their lineup. But you know, unbury trots like they've given up eleven goals, yes. in the first two games of the year. Yeah, and you know you got Lou Lamarillo making the moves. You've got Anders Lee back, as you said, their captain, who they didn't have, Matthew Barzell's tremendous. They've they've got it. Uh, to me, the Islanders, you look at them on paper, and this is what we talk about. You can lock, look at a lot of teams on paper. The execution still has – they still have to play games. Uh, you know, he added a couple of veteran players, Zach Parisi, Zdeno Chara, uh, to help out in that room. So, uh, But that's it, it, That's why we say it's still early in the year. A lot of these teams are, are looking to find their game, and I don't think Barry Trotz will necessarily be pressing the panic button after two games and – uh, you know, the Islanders are going to be a very good team. So, yeah, you, lo you look at those next three games, and as I said, it's it doesn't matter who it is, but these teams in particular, it's almost better because you, you can get up for them. You know the Blues are coming in. This is a team that's going to be – you got the Oilers that are going to be, you know, a division rival. And then you're seeing the Islanders, who a lot of people have as the favorite out east and that have been to, to the Final Four here in the past two seasons. We've talked a lot, Shane, about teams getting up to play the Golden Knights. That works both ways. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You get these other teams in here, somebody like St. Louis, expect to have a strong season, Edmonton, and you get the Islanders coming in that, have, as we said, have been to the Final Four two years in a row. Um, the area that Pete DeBoer touched on with us before the game on Thursday in L.A., and, and funny enough, it turned out to be true that night. Basically said, if our work ethic isn't where it needs to be on certain nights, we're going to get burned. And they got burned. 
by that on Thursday. And then that's better than, uh, you know, getting maybe a 3-2 victory right. and, you know, it gets disguised a little bit that win. So I think it's and it's a good time early in the year as they get to reassess. And I said, they have this time to practice to get, uh, you know, everything kind of dialed in here for that next game against St. Louis. All right. Well, for us, uh, we do, Shane and I will, will be at the game Wednesday. We go to all the games. We don't necessarily <laughs> work all the games. No. And uh, I don't, you could make an argument, maybe that's a, uh, for the better. But uh, Turner, TNT, will have their first regular season broadcast of a Golden Knights game coming up uh, against the Blues on Wednesday. But, of course, we'll have a Friday's game against Edmonton and then Sunday against the New York Islanders as well with our great friends at AT&T Sportsnet. So nighttime at noon continuing. We're going to step aside. Keegan Colasar waiting in the wings in studio. He will join us next on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
Dave and Shane with you on a Monday afternoon here in Vegas. A reminder for you, Bill and Carol Foley created the Foley Food and Wine Society to celebrate three of their greatest passions, world-class wines, exceptional cuisine, and outstanding travel destinations. And as a member of the society, you'll have access to an entire portfolio of properties around the globe. The Foley Food and Wine Society offers an exclusive opportunity to join like-minded individuals who seek to experience the finer things in life. Join for free today. Check it out at FoleyFoodAndWineSociety.com. We are pleased to be joined here in Studio 31 by Golden Knights winger Keegan Colasar. Keegan, uh, all right, let's 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 backtrack. Uh, how was your weekend? What would you do? Uh, just relaxed. Uh, got my place ready. Mom's coming into town. Oh. Uh, don't need to get yelled at for living in a pigsty. So, Good uh, for you. Uh, was for- and then just relaxing, take these days off to – you know, recharge and get ready for the next couple of games. How long's mom in town for? A uh, couple long, of months. Long enough to probably get under my skin. <laughs> oh, come on. She's here to cheer you uh, on, look after you. Uh, she's right. here for a week with my little sister. Oh, she brought our dog. So woke up today with dogs looking at my face. I was pretty happy. There about you that. go. That's the wrong with that. Well, that's good. And it's said uh, for you guys, uh, you know, two games into the year. But, uh, you know, as a group, and you may have heard us talking about, you know, tough loss against L.A. Is that something, though, you know, you had this time to for you guys to really kind of work on your game, a team game overall? And uh, where do you guys figure you need to kind of improve as you get set for St. Louis on Wednesday? Yeah, f- for us, it was just a work ethic. Um, you know, we didn't battle hard. We didn't win any one-on-one battles. We didn't compete hard. We didn't play right in our systems. Um, and normally, you know, after a game like that, you want to play really yeah. quick to get it out, you know, the bad taste out of your mouth. But uh Right now, we're a little banged up. Um, some guys are fighting something. So it's nice to just have this time to relax, um, rejuvenate, and then, you know, get healthy as best we can for the next games. What was the uh, – A, what was practice like today? And I guess, B, what was the focus, the main theme coming from the coaching staff? Uh, let's get our work ethic back. Um, you know, we're a tough team to play against when we're when we're working hard. Um, we have the skill. We have the compete. Um, when you put those together, you know, we're a tough team to beat in this league. Well, let's talk about your career. As you know, you're in your kind of second season now. You had your first full season last year with uh, with the Golden Knights, and uh, you know, I had a great training camp. Pete DeBoer talked about you and Nick Waugh kind of similar. That you know, you guys have this little more confidence coming into camp this year. Is is that kind of how you feel? Do you feel a little more adjusted now to the NHL? Uh, yeah. With with this camp, it's it's nice going through a training camp, not you know, <laughs> thinking the whole time, you know, am I going to make it? Am I going to be this? You know. Um, obviously you have to, you know, do your part and, and show that you should be in this league and on this team. But it was a lot of a stress reliever for me. And uh, it gave me that confidence to, you know, try different things, try new things, shoot more, um, try and be more offensive. And uh, I had a good off season with the training staff here. And, um, you know, I feel like it prepared me well, well for the start here. Yeah, you mentioned, I think, at one point in, in training camp, Keegan, you stayed here in the off season to work out here in Vegas. How, how much of a benefit was that, do you think, for you? That was nice for me. Um, I, I wanted to spend a summer here eventually. I've always just stayed in Winnipeg, and I don't think I've ever seen anything else. So um, I'm glad I stayed here. Uh, I've noticed a big difference in just my playing abilities right now um, and in the gym, uh, and I'm glad they're translating right now. That was the main focus in the summer. Um, obviously missed you know, my family and friends from back home. only saw them for about a week when I went home, but um, you know, I'm glad I make the sacrifice to stay out here. When you look at your guys, you know, we've heard you know, Max – Patch Reddy's going to be out for a while. You're not sure about your captain, Mark Stone. So kind of what's the, I guess, what's what's the talk? Or is this an opportunity? Do you guys take it for some of you guys to elevate your game and kind of do it as a group collectively to, you know, help pick up for those guys out of the lineup? 
Yeah, um, you know, it's easy to say it's a, it's a next man up mentality, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, reality is th- those are two world class players. It, it's hard to fill those guys' shoes, so um, you can't just tell any one player to you know you got to go in this slot and pick up your game. It's it, we're going to be a group collective here to make sure that we're all doing better as a team. Everyone's got to step up in their own way, whether it's you know me forechecking as hard as I can. Um, you know, more of our skilled players like Marshy, Smitty, Carly, those guys stepping up their game offensively. Um, you know, we have to do whatever we can to not fall down in the, in the standings here and keep climbing. When you look at your game, Keegan Colasar joining us on Nighttime at Noon, when you look at where your game is at right now, Keegan, at this stage of your career, what are some of the things you're still working on on a daily basis that you'd like to improve and implement into your game? Uh, for, for me, speed always. I'm the bigger guy, and the game's just constantly getting faster and faster, so... For me, uh, I'm always trying to make sure I'm up to pace and, and playing with a high pace. Um, offense, obviously. Um, I didn't like the numbers I had for the amount of chances I had, probably right in the slot there. Um, I know I got a really good shot. Uh, I'd like to use it more and I, in practice right now. I'm, Lenny's always hard for me to shoot every chance I get. Don't pass <laughs> a puck. So um, I always got him probably in the back of my mind now in practice thinking, shoot, shoot, shoot. Don't ever look for a pass. That's pretty good when a goalie starts telling you that. Usually it's, it's someone else, a goalie telling you to shoot. Yeah, is I've it heard. a challenge or is he encouraging? I don't know. Maybe he's just playing mind games with me. <laughs> I don't know. But Lenny is the most positive player on our team, and, and he wants everyone to succeed. So um, he he says things just to make sure that you know we know it and uh, we become a better player for it. Keegan, I've always wondered. Uh, you know, there's been so much of a I guess focus on this team now going into five years. Expectation levels um, are through the roof from the outside. I know from the inside, you guys have high high expectations as well, but. How much attention do you pay to the outside noise, if that's the way to put it? Or do you just kind of put it to the side and focus on what you guys need to do? Uh, it's it's definitely easy to listen to the outside and, and yeah. get caught up in it. Personally, for me, uh, I just like staying in-house. I, I keep to myself. I don't let other people outside this team discourage me. Um, and then people are always trying to you know, give tips in here and I think for us right now, we're we're a team here for a reason, and that's who we listen to. And uh, we all just pick each other up if we're down, or we give each other a little advice, whatever it may be. So I had a couple things. First of all, who who is your uh, player growing up? Who did you idolize? Who did you look to to kind of mimic their game, or is there someone still you do? Uh, honestly, like I didn't watch hockey ever growing no. up. I wasn't a hockey household. <laughs> my dad, my dad didn't know what hockey was. My mom. She's kind of grown into it now, yeah. I guess. Um, I don't know. I always watch Jamie Ben. I think he plays yeah. the game the right way. Uh, he's a great leader, uh, great offensive instincts, uh, hard player, sticks up for himself and his teammates. Uh, I, I think he's got all the traits you look for in a player. So when you dropped the gloves the other night, uh, what's the mindset behind it? You're thinking what? Uh, I, I didn't like – how he was going after our three youngest players. Yeah. Um, two of them playing their first game, you know, they're maybe not scared, but, you know, they're anxious already and to have someone breathing down their neck their entire first period. You know, it's it's not fun. So for me, it was making sure, you know, we get this settled, handled out of the way and let these guys play and, and you know, free up the space for them and let them enjoy themselves. That's a great answer. Yeah. See, so it had enough. That's, that's it had enough. Yeah. It, you want them to enjoy their first yeah, game. Yeah. I, I wanted to enjoy my first game, and my teammates made sure I did. Yeah, that's great. That's great. What did you think of uh, the first game? So the new franchise comes in. You guys play the Seattle Kraken. I only ask you because you spent your junior career playing in Seattle. 
So what? How do you think it's going to take off there? Oh, I they're going to be amazing yeah. over there. That city, from when I first got in there, when I ended, it grew so much. And I think what was it? They sold out their season yeah. tickets pretty fast, right? Yeah. Um, the fans and, and everyone that I've talked to back there, they're beyond excited. The city's very happy to have them there. Um, I'm excited to go back, um, see my billet family, um, see maybe my old GM. He's probably yeah. be kicking around there. So <laughs> it'll be nice to just go back to that city. It's it's a gorgeous city, and I love being down there when I was. I find it interesting you didn't really watch hockey growing up as a kid. When did it click into your brain that, uh, A, it's a heck of a sport, and, B, I might be able to make a career playing it? Uh I don't know. I, I I still don't really watch much hockey myself now. Um, <laughs> like you're home, you're not flipping through like NHL Network or. Uh, no, this sounds well, like very childish, but like I'll watch like South Park or like Family yeah, Guy, that's like good for you. like yeah. stupid funny shows. But yeah. um, I mean, the odd time if it's on in the locker room, I'll watch it. If we're at the game, I'll watch it in between periods, just other games. But um, for me, I always love playing it. I'd rather be playing it than watching it. That's just how I am with sports. You so, know? so at I, what point? I, I never used to watch it when I played. Now yeah. it's all I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at what point for you did it uh, become a good idea or something that you think, oh, this would be a fun uh, thing to do? Oh, uh, my junior coach got in my ear. He had a real, like, well, like an FU match. <laughs> and he was just like, you know, do you want it? Do you really want it? I was like, yeah, hell yeah. And, uh, it kind of set me straight there. Well, good good job by him because he certainly got you on the right path. <laughs> now, now look at you. Like, your game's growing, and I think, you know, for you, the power forwards, it's, you know, the game he's mentioned is getting a lot more speed and everybody, there's not as many guys that can do the, the fighting. And if you get the offense going and the speed, it's, it's a rare, it's, it's a rare skill set now in the league as opposed to what, 10 years ago. And is that, you know, I think the power forwards, I know Tom Wilson is one guy always comes up as, you know, for you about, you know, continuing that path, is that what you want to be that kind of physical presence yet? still keeping that speed and the skill work to the game yeah i i think if you ask a lot of guys they don't want someone that's heavy coming down on them in the four yeah. check and, and hitting cool. you constantly and constantly and eventually you're gonna just stop going for that puck and that's when he can just grab it so um i think it's a big part of my game is bringing that physicality right at the start and it just frees up space for myself my line mates um it's what gives me a success as a as a player and it gives my um, my line success this team, Keegan, has been a, con a cup contender uh, incredibly for their entire time in the NHL, you know, starting from year one and then obviously the last couple of years going to the final four. I'm curious to know, you guys come up short last year against Montreal. Um, what was your takeaway from that? And you went into the offseason with a mindset of what? What were you looking to to improve upon as a group to try to, you know, that next big step is a huge step, right, to try to get back to the final and win it all. But what did you take out of that experience? Um, personally, I was able to find out I could play at playoff pace in the NHL. Yeah. You know, you grow up dreaming to be in that position and finally happens. Um, and for us as a team, you know, we're right there. What's The organization's been cup finals and semis twice, right? Yeah. You know, we're right there, um, and and we're all not happy with how it ended last year. Thought we had a really really good team. We had it all top to bottom, and we just came up short. And, and for us, it's tweaking a couple of things systematically wise. And um, you know, I I think we we know we're a good team. Um, we have that confidence in ourselves. But like last game, you know, 
if you're not going to bring the work ethic, it's going to bite you in the ass. So we know this year it's, it's a big year. It's an important year for us. Um, we're right there, and, and we have that um, that drive to go even further this year. You mentioned playoffs, and it, it is the best time of year. Unfortunately, you got an 82 great game grind to go for first uh, to get there. But I was interested, you know, how valuable that is for yourself, uh, Nick Wall, you guys playing the role you did in playoffs, and how much you can learn from being in that intense atmosphere going forward and kind of knowing the expectations the next time you get to playoffs. It's important. Playoffs is the most important part of anyone's of anyone's career. Um, I've been fortunate enough the last number of years to go pretty far in every team I've played. In the junior finals, number of years, AHL finals, black acing with the team here for multiple runs. So, been around playoff atmosphere for a long time, and um, you know yourself. It, it just you bring yourself to that higher level, and and you don't know what that looks like until you get in that position. And then once you're there, you understand what you have to bring at that level. I find it funny that people are so anxious to see what this team does in the playoffs, but you just can't <laughs> fast forward the calendar for seven months, right? You've got to oh, put the work in. and That'd be so nice be, if we could. <laughs> get to the end of April and early May. Just but right the playoffs. But I would, there is a means to an end, right? And you guys have to build good habits, put the work in to make sure, I would think, that your game is where you want it to be when the playoffs do get underway again next spring. Absolutely. And this is a tremendous league. This is a great job. You know, we, we enjoy every step of the way. As uh, so much as you want to look forward to those playoffs, um, you got to enjoy the moment, the ride towards it. Um, there's going to be highs and lows, and it prepares you for playoffs. I got to ask, just I know we're getting close here, and Dave's going to cut me off, but no. you guys have been through a couple of difficulties. You mentioned the bubble uh, last season, how, you know, and, and, there's, and it's still there. there. There's still, you know, we know COVID's part of this world right now, but how nice was it that first road trip in LA for you guys to go out for dinner? Oh, my God. We all said it. We were just like, we are going to over-order big time. <laughs> we ended up under-ordering because Marshy looked at the menu. It took him 15 minutes to order, but it's just because he can't say any of the words. He was just like... <laughs> Fringlish. Fringlish. Yeah, he was like, called edamame adame. And we were just like, oh, this might take a while. Uh, I have French guys. Patrick Lee, he used to asparagus, was aspergas. <laughs> aspergas, uh, you know, the spatula? The spatula? The spatula. Uh, so you're under-ordered. Under ordered, under ordered. Um, still a great dinner though. Just yeah. nice being out. Nice to be out. Nice being right. out in the public and um, just enjoying each other. Nice to have you vid- uh, visit with us here as well, Keegan. Thanks. Thank you for Thanks, having Keegan. us. Thanks for taking the time. So Keegan Colasar joining us from your Golden Knights, the VGK getting ready for a busy week. The Blues, the Oilers, and the Islanders all coming to the Fortress. We'll step aside. Have one final segment coming up. We're going to take a look around the NHL. Take a look at the start for the Henderson Silver Knights as well. Two and zero out of the gates on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
All requests Monday here on Fox Sports Las I, Vegas. I expected you to start singing. Hall and Oates, you make my dreams come true from 83, I believe. Um, Dave and Shane with you for another, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes, 8 minutes, whatever it might be. Reminder to check out Rock Creek Cattle Company, a hidden gem located in the heart of Montana. This 28,000-acre cattle ranch has something for everyone. World-class golf, fly fishing, hunting, horseback riding, and lots, lots more. Escape the bright lights and discover Big Sky Montana. Exclusive memberships and real estate opportunities are available right now at rockcreekcattlecompany.com for more information. Um, once again, we thank uh, Keegan Colasar. Great to catch up with Keegan as the Golden Knights yeah. get ready for a busy week. Just uh, a couple. We're going to get to your questions here, but just as um, – if you uh, missed the beginning of the program, so Pete DeBoer did address uh, some of the injury issues uh, for the Golden Knights. Uh, you already know uh, Max Patch uh, already out, looks like uh, four to six weeks. Uh, with Mark Stone, who's going to see doctors today, should know more after that. Uh, the Golden Knights head coach also said that uh, in terms of was he optimistic uh, about Stone, he said, I'm not optimistic or pessimistic. I'm nowhere on that. Um, good sign that uh, Nick Waugh, along with um, – Will Carrier and Brett Howden appeared to be closer to getting uh, back into the lineup as well. Uh, Nick Waugh participated in practice in a non-contact red jersey, but did all the drills uh, throughout practice. So uh, we'll see uh, where things go here for the Golden Knights as they get ready for Wednesday's game. Um, quickly here, Shane, a look at the Henderson Silver Knights and a big sh a shout-out to uh, Manny Viveros, uh, the great head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights, not with the team uh, right now, taking a non-COVID leave of absence. From the team, uh, we've got to know Manny uh, uh, quite well here over the last yeah. couple of years. Great guy, played some golf with him, and we wish him uh, the best. Uh, his team's off to a 2-0 yeah. start. Logan Thompson, fantastic over the weekend. Uh, busy. Busy, busy. <laughs> my, my math had him facing a lot of shots, 95 shots in two games, 88 saves. Uh, I got outshot 20 to three in the third period yesterday, but short -handed. found shorthanded for most of it, but found a way to win. So uh, Pavel Dorofayev with uh, three goals so far, yeah. Peyton Krebs with five assists uh, for the HSK. So maybe not how they drew it up defensively, but they found a way to win two games over the Colorado Eagles over the weekend. And that's good. That's what you want. You want these players to develop. And, and if you're those guys that are putting up those offensive numbers, now would be a good time because as we, spoke to earlier in the program with uh you know the golden knights and some of the people they're missing they need to find some offense and uh you know imagine they'll look to to the henderson silver knights uh, for a bit of that uh some players there peyton krebs of course five assists as you mentioned Dorf, if i have uh played the one game i don't know if he's a fourth line role type player here at the golden knights but uh, he's a guy that just scores at the american hockey league level um, and it's great to see uh, Henderson have that success for those players to continue to develop, to continue to grow their game. And uh, I'll, I'll answer because I know there was a question just because we're on the topic about Krebs. Why is he down there? Well, because it's it's what you want. You want these young players. And, you know, if we had asked earlier, why do you want them to go down there? You want them to go down there and get some confidence to find, you know, that offensive touch. Guys like him want to be able to put up the points. Well, that's exactly what he's been able to do through the two games, five assists, uh, probably a ton of confidence right now. Uh, for Krebs, and, and we'll see if uh, he's a guy that may be in the Golden Knights uh, lineup on Wednesday. Uh, as well for the Golden Knights, uh, coming up Wednesday against the Blues, then Friday against Edmonton, Sunday against the Islanders. We'll take a look, Shane, at just some other kind of news around the NHL. Uh, 
you see Nikita Kucherov leave the Tampa yeah, Bay game? Yeah, it didn't look good. They said so, it's not going to be short-term. Not day-to-day, said John Cooper. Somebody tweeted out, I got a pretty good chuckle out of it this morning because Nikita Kucherov missed all of last year and it didn't <laughs> matter. He came back and led the playoffs in scoring. Somebody said, well, the playoffs start May 2nd. So, so he can get himself back for the Lightning by then. But uh, just a fantastic player that uh, left the ice uh, gingerly in their game against uh, against Washington. Um Toronto Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews going to make his uh, season debut tonight. Rocket Richard winner last year, 41 goals in 52 games that's, last year. That's good. Not bad. Coming off wrist uh, surgery in the offseason, uh, left wrist uh, was an issue. But, uh, you know, for the Leafs, again, they'll talk about the Golden Knights and how they're going to be judged by what they do in the playoffs. The Leafs know that tune. That's the same deal with them, but he'll make his debut tonight. Sitting at 199 goals for his career, Austin Matthews. So, Pretty good, to say the least. Um, good chance he'll hit 200. Pretty good chance. Uh, no question about it. How about, uh, you know, we looked at, we saw the Kings the other night, Shane, and so much talk about, and understandably so, they've got some real good young players, yes. right? They've drafted high by missing the uh, the playoffs here the last few years. But who drove the bus against the Golden Knights? Andre Kopitar with five points and Drew Doughty with four points. And, and what a start to the season. Doughty leading defenseman. Kopitar now seven points leading the league. Just, uh, they were dominant in that game, and, uh, you know, guy for Kopitar, you talk about when you, first of all, when you bring in young players like that and you want to do a competitive rebuild, I think the wording is they use now, if you can have guys like Kopitar that can show the way, that's the best leadership is by example. And uh, Drew Doughty, we, we know he's more of an outspoken. We touched about this on the broadcast. I think for him, he, he is, he is PO'd that his name isn't in the Canadian Olympic conversation. And he is going to go out and do everything he can to prove them wrong. You know, he's won a gold with Canada before. He's a guy that he thought he would have been expected to be named already. And, uh, well, if you aren't, go out and prove it. And he's certainly been able to do that here. Quick start to the season for him. If he's going to put up four points a night, yeah. his chances are pretty good. Kopitar leads the league with four goals and seven points. Three of the goals and five of the seven points yeah. came against Vegas uh, in the big win. Uh, for them, but um, well, Drew Doughty's got six points. He's got six. That's points. not a bad start. Yep, right behind him. So, uh, yeah, you've got uh, the Kings that uh, had the big win against the Golden Knights, and uh, you know an LA team trying to take a step forward. Uh, most of those teams in the you know the, the California teams, you've got uh, the Kings that are one and one so far. San Jose a win in their only game. Anaheim has split uh, the first two games as well. And then we mentioned, uh, you know, Austin Matthews coming back. So the Leafs only scored, what, seven goals in their first three games, but they won two out of three. So they were able to kind of make up for it. You know, still with a lot of offensive firepower, but when you add him back into that lineup uh, tonight, uh, pretty lethal lineup there in Toronto. Uh, You know, the thing, it's interesting, Shane, and not to, as much as we'd like to not have to continue to talk about COVID, it is still prevalent, mm-hmm. right? And you look just today, um, Blake Wheeler, captain Winnipeg of the Jets. Jets captain in COVID-19 protocol. Nathan McKinnon is in the same boat for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, so was their head coach, right, and Jared yeah. Bednar. Um, we also have Matias Janmark here with the Golden Knights. So, um, But that's the latest in terms of marquee players um, is Blake Wheeler. The Jets off to an 0-2 start, and they're captain in COVID-19 protocol. So... Um, obviously wish him the best, but it is something as much as we don't want to think about it, no, it's, it's still, still prevalent, and it is still out there, to and, say the least. 
to say the least. And then, you know, they're still they're still going through all the protocols that yep. uh, are required. And uh, I guess the good thing is that, you know, they're catching anyone that has it, and hopefully they can stop it there. Seattle Kraken had five players in it before the game against the Golden Knights. I think they ended up playing, got three of the five yeah. ended up playing in the game. So they got, you know, news got progressively better for them, which was good. But, uh, well, that's going to do it for uh, this week's edition of Nighttime at Noon. Uh, thanks to everyone here for making uh, the show possible. Also, a thanks to uh, Keegan Colasar as well for joining us. Of course, uh, later on today, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, the insider show right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas from 4 to 6. Golden Knights with a busy week. Three games of the Fortress. The Blues on Wednesday, the Oilers on Friday, and the Islanders coming up on Sunday. We'll talk to you next time, nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.